Okay, everybody's got a fucking podcast. I mean, we have a podcast, so obviously anyone can do it. Wait, this is a podcast? Are you recording right now? Technical difficulties. No, you don't say anything. I'm going to edit it out. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. I put mayonnaise on a pickle. It was not uh, the best, but it might have been the worst. Do I see? I mean, my feet stink, right? Yeah. So we, well, this is our what fourth of the, uh, the Alien Predator yep universe. What's your Predator one and two, Alien one and Alien two? Yep. Uh, good times. Uh, let me. I'll blow through a little plot by bullet points here real quick, and then sure. we can give our impressions. Uh, Ripley was gone fifty-seven years. Comes back, daughter's dead. Everyone thinks she's crazy. Uh, the crew on the planet the alien came from is overtaken by aliens. Uh, Ripley's back in action. Crew overconfident. They find a little girl. Overconfident crew quickly gets their asses handed to them. Uh, plan to evac, nuke the place. Plan derailed by an alien on an evac ship. Uh, Burke's plan is to have a campfire. Standard setup. Uh, stra- oh, standard. Jesus Christ. Stranded. Set up guns for protection. Send Bishop to get them another ship. Uh, when they find out nuclear disaster is imminent. Uh, Burke is a slime ball and tries to throw parasites into the room with Newt and Ripley. Plan foiled. He's about to be killed when aliens find a new way in. Uh, Burke is even more of an asshole and uh, shuts everyone out of the next room. But he gets his when there's a monster in his closet. Uh, most of the crew dies. They lose the kid. Ripley goes into the hive after her. Saves her. Bishop circles back and uh, comes and gets them. They get away, they arrive back to the main ship, all is well until it isn't. One last scare. Uh, R.I.P. Bishop, Ripley uses her dock worker skills to save the day. And that was Aliens. That was Aliens. Uh, So, uh, likes, dislikes? I like so much. Um, So as as far as kind of my my big likes there, I kind of like the... uh, this odd focus that like motherhood had on the story. I felt like, uh, you know, with Ripley kind of taking care of the kid, you know, she finds out her daughter, uh, is dead and gone. Um, there's the taking care of the kid kind of taking care of the crew. Um, they use like words like impregnating a lot. Um, I felt like that was just kind of a common theme that came up and maybe it was just a harp on like why, um, you know, she kind of had this transformation of being like really scared in the beginning. Um, and kind of like nervous to go back to the planet and deal with the aliens. Um, to at some point, like, kind of taking responsibility. Um, you know, when, like, she drove that vehicle back in to rescue everyone when they were talking about just leaving. You know, she did all that, going out of her way to save Newt. Um, I felt like that was kind of transformative, and I felt like kind of that motherhood theme uh, was real heavy in this. Especially even on the alien side with the queen and everything being involved. So um, I just like that that felt like kind of a just a, a core thing to this movie. Uh, overall, and I thought they handled it pretty well. Um, so that that was a big like. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Uh, rarely, a sequel will measure up to the first, so that was pretty cool. Um, not a ton of downtime, you know, a lot of um, 
A lot of action. Mm-hmm. You know, classic big space, fuck the little guy vibes as well, <laughs> you know? Um, don't have a lot of complaints other than uh, just that, like, final scene there where, like, you know, Bishop's cut in half and everything. And then, you know, so the, the ripped in half AI and the little girl have a better grip from getting sucked into space than the alien does. Yeah. And then if the alien, you know, was holding on to Ripley's foot, this giant thing, and, you know, she's got, like, her arm wedged onto the ladder, I just felt maybe her arm probably should have broken there. There definitely should have been a little bit of damage. The only way I can kind of justify that in my head is that with it being the queen, she's not really built for combat. She's built for reproduction. So, like, you know, she's pretty uh, spiddly overall. Um, you know, she's got the big ass crest, which makes her look just magnificent. Right. Um, but overall, I mean, she is probably like more feeble than like the warrior aliens that, but you know, were kind huge of, yeah, but big as shit. So like definitely should have like broken something on Ripley. She should have had some damage. Yeah. Um, I think for that to really, I guess for the queen to be at least more meaningful or an impactful on that ending sequence rather than just, Oh no, yeah. I've, you know, th- th- we just keep dying by air ducts or, uh, you know, vacuums or whatever. Yeah. But and on Ripley's way back up, just you know, yeah, hit the switch again instead <laughs> of climbing all the way out and then closing the door. Yeah, I, I don't fully understand that, but I think it was just to to draw it out more and, and be annoying. But sure. yeah, it's like come on, hit hit the button again. Just, just yeah, it's just right there, right there. Yeah, but yeah, other than that, I really um, don't have complaints. I, I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I, and and my thing as far as just kind of complaints was just the um, like Ripley's kind of experience with the aliens overall, like just kind of being. Uh, we don't utilize it in certain scenarios. So like in some cases, like she's like super on it and like is helpful with them, and then in other cases, it's like, oh yeah, we didn't think to look in the ceiling ducts to where the aliens can roam around completely freely. Yeah, uh, you know, it just felt like. Uh, the preparedness it felt like she had at certain times was completely offset by the lack of preparedness they were able to do. Um, and with her kind of being the only one with that experience, I felt like they picked and choosed, uh, you know, when she was going to be on and when she wasn't going to be. So I yeah. thought that was a little weak. Well, I mean, who knew it was a drop ceiling that was capable of supporting aliens, though, you know? I guess. I mean, you ever mess with the drop ceiling? It's a, you can't support anything, <laughs> you know? Um, and then uh, I, I got to say, just the, the most nitpicking thing is just the ant queen or the ant queen, the alien queen taking the elevator uh, up at the end. Yes. It's like, how the fuck does it know how to operate an elevator? You have to hit a button. It has to know where it's going. True. Like yeah. it required manual input. And the fact that the uh, alien queen was able to do that is just stupid as shit. Or the fact that the the elevator was even still operating with all of everything the else hell yeah. going on amongst. You'd think everything electrical or mechanical for the most part, you know, would yeah. just be done for. So definitely a little bit of oddity. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, bad summary. What do you got? Uh, adoption procedures are more complicated in the future. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, that's good. Uh, uh, and the the other one I had was a uh, forklift certified employee saves the day. Oh, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was dock worker kicks out intruder. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Thanks same same vein. My thunder. I know. Uh, my bad trailer. I had two bad trailers. 
said uh, ad for baby doll sticks with you through everything mm. um by the way i meant to keep mentioning what the bad trailer is. i feel like sometimes we just do it bad trailer you know you'll see a trailer where uh it looks like the movie's going to be about you know mostly this and it's kind of a misleading trailer and it's more you know about this thing so if you cut something the right way, it looks like it's about a whole different thing. So yeah, it's kind of like how they did Deadpool to make it look like a like Christmas romance movie. Remember when they were doing some advertisements for that? So and then the other one would have been uh, a lawyer ad, lawsuit against Big <laughs> Space. You know, the, has this happened to you? What about this or this? <laughs> oh man, that actually would be so good. Um, what I was thinking for a bad trailer was something kind of a, akin to like the the Starship Troopers esque like inspirational like join the Marines kind of thing. Oh sure. Um, so just like a bunch of clips of them being just the utmost assholes in the beginning uh, and but joining the Marines, it. but like these quick cuts of them just getting murdered. Yeah. Uh, you know, just shown in there like every couple of scenes. And it's the narration of the guy like freaking out. It's like, <laughs> God, who put that in there? Fuck. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that'd be so good. Uh, bad casting. I said uh, James Con is Hicks, just because like I feel like he doesn't really fit the vibe of like the soldier. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen everything James Con, but sure. the vibe he's given me from like Thief and Godfather, obviously, like he seems more of a you know the maybe the gangsterish vibe. I guess. I yeah, not Criminal. quite much the uh, high octane marine. Right. Yeah. And uh, the other one, I said. Uh, you know, I was trying to dig back into the 80s there a little bit. So Molly Ringwald is Ripley because mm. I feel like she probably doesn't fit the same vibe. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. Nope. I hear you there. Uh, for my bad casting, I was like, well, obviously we have to just throw Arnold in there because um, this was uh, still a year prior to Predator. Right. Um, so we got to we got to tie things in somewhere to maybe it was the, uh, uh, you know, great, 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 great grandson of, uh, you know, our dude from Predator. But um so I was like, obviously that has to be a thing. Yeah. Um, and then I got stupid. I was thinking, what if instead of Newt, uh, we had Chucky? And it was just this little doll just doing like pygmy stabs on all these aliens trying to escape. Yeah. Uh, and it just became a little bit more of like a horror comedy kind of thing. Yeah. That, uh, that'd be good. I like it. <laughs> um, so the Arnold thing. So if you're saying Gregor. Okay. So it says the year on the picture mm. of the dead daughter. Says it's like twelve twenty or twelve shit, I wrote it down. Where is it? God damn. Did I really not write the date down? No, yeah, yeah. Twelve twenty three twenty. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned like the whole seventy nine thing. So are we talking this like what is the time span exactly? Because are we like a hundred years ahead? Are we uh, I don't remember, but yeah, it's probably like a twenty-one twenty or twenty-two twenty kind of thing. Um, I thought it was like hilarious if they're saying it's twelve twenty-three. <laughs> like it's just forty years later, <laughs> and then like date of death for her daughter's twenty twenty. It's like she's only she was only sixty-six. COVID must have got her. Yeah, <laughs> now there you go. <laughs> but no, that is funny. But yeah, no, there's there's it's got to be probably not that huge of a jump because. Obviously, aliens exist, but we haven't been exploring long enough. They've only terraformed, I think, 300 planets is what they mentioned. So as far as kind of that, like, space exploration and expansion, um, you know, it probably hasn't been quite that long. So, like, yeah, maybe like a 2220 where we're sitting at. You know, it's long enough for technology to come along us to get out there a little bit. But um, obviously, if we're having people do, like, cryo sleep for, you know, months and years at a time, um, that, that probably leaves some gaps for 
um, you know, not a lot to happen or over a couple like decades. Alternate universe type deal, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Because then you got our dude from, uh, you know, Lethal Weapon 2. I mean, <laughs> Predator 2, um, you know, playing uh, Hudson. And so is that Jerry's like, you know, Gregory grandson, you know? It's got to be. I guess, yeah. If if we if we leaned heavy into that alternate timeline, we could make this work. We need the uh, the chart and the lines and yeah. everything. The the Charlie. If what's her head uh, from from Predator Two survives with said baby, yeah, you know, then it can keep going down the line. So I don't know, maybe it's a possibility. Get to us. We'll we'll get a script going. We'll we'll figure this out. Yeah, I mean we got it. <laughs> um, before Alien. Yeah. Um. All right, so I didn't. I didn't want to do the run-on note thing with the, you know, the blow-through and yada yada. Yeah, I just we we can kind of just do our talking points. Yeah, I think. yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, what was the, the like? So the, they kind of play this like a little bit of horror in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Which I guess overall the theme is like sort of space horror. Yeah. Right, but. We pretty quickly jump into like sci-fi action though. Like once yeah. we really get the Marines in there, um, I, I feel like a lot of that tension starts to dissipate just for straight up like sci-fi action. Felt like yeah. they did that trade, but they still wanted to start off with it. Yeah, you know, because oh yeah, so I suppose Alien was more so like that, you know, monster lurking around. Yeah, you somewhere. were you were being hunted. Yeah. There was only one alien, you know, so you had one entity you were kind of hiding from. So that, you know, much slower paced. Yeah. Um but very much kind of like that that slow burn horror being hunted kind of thing. Yeah. So, but they kind of play the beginning as that where it's like just these guys are finding her and it's like the the horror like creepy music, you know, oh yeah. man, and then they're just like, "Oh, hey, we found a survivor." Neat. And then we're off of that vibe completely, which was just funny to me. But, like, so why was she, like, too frozen to wake up? Was she, like, do we have as far as like answer there? Yeah, like, are the ship, have the ship systems failed her? Because usually, like, it wakes her up when the there's the whole proximity warning or whatever, you know. Yeah. That's what those alarms are for. So I, I guess it's kind of a combination of, like, both the, the, the system not really, uh, like, taking her out or, like, taking her out of the cryosleep early enough, but as well as, like, where she was actually traveling is that there wasn't really any communications with any other systems. So, like, I think she was broadcasting, like, while traveling, but nothing was, like, she wasn't going through any system that was picking up on any of that. So, like, it was just that random salvage crew that was like, oh, look, a ship. And they get into it and like, oh shit, this person's still alive. They're just in cryosleep. Um, so I, I think it was more of just a, you know, very happenstance. Um, she was out where nobody was and uh, the system just didn't have like an auto wake. But I, I think honestly she had set it up uh, in the last one for like broadcast and wake me up on response kind of thing. Because yeah. otherwise, I mean, yeah, you, you could be floating there for, you know, a couple years. So being actively awake for that isn't going to do you any good. Right. So. Crazy. It's a combo. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. What do you got? So uh, I, I kind of in that uh, that time gap too. Um, fifty-seven years, uh, whatever. It's it's a pretty long time. How how do you kind of take that adjustment? Um, you know, kind of in like a R scenario now, and then also if you threw it in kind of like a future tech world where you know that actually 
is a thing that can happen, I guess. Right. Um, you know, so if you fell asleep right now and woke up 57 years from now, you still are the same, but the world has just moved on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how do you react? What, what, what goes through your brain? How, how do you assimilate back? Do you get a, a doc job and, you know, get forklift certified and just start from the bottom? Or That's about as, as much use as I'm going to have is just, you know, whatever, whatever blue collar hard labor shit's left, yeah. you know, when the, you know, because big space is taking all our jobs. Fucking big space. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm going to have to get that, you know, blue collar kind of job and, you know, I guess just start asking questions every, you know, find a find a friend who's really patient you know and just start asking questions every night like hey i just i just need an hour of yeah. your time every you're night, you're basically man. grandpa at that point right yeah. so i'm like okay grandpa come over here i'll show you how to use the right you know the ass blaster 5000 exactly um, and then you just try to refrain from telling too many old stories remember when like no we don't know who the fuck you are like no get out of stop yeah. yeah you just try to refrain from being that guy <laughs> See, that's, as much as possible that's how my brain goes is i would just be like the annoying guy who's just like so out of his element because like i feel like i'm you know at least kind of up to date on things like you know i'm i'm, I'm mildly informed yeah. so then to go to a place where anything i would have known about is the most irrelevant thing it's just like i would just be the annoying person constantly asking questions and people would not want to hang out with me oh yeah <laughs> Like, remember when humans play the this robots that play football now? Like, yeah. Or better yet, you start to learn all the conspiracy theories ended up being true that you thought, and be like, oh yeah, I, you know, I remember when you know Neil Armstrong landed on the moon. They're like, oh no, yeah, no, that was fake. We got evidence of that like thirty five years ago, and you're like, oh, <laughs> neat. <laughs> but you can go stay in a hotel on the moon now if you want. So that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah. And you can't afford that with your doc yeah, pay, yeah, though. You're gonna need to. Maybe you should go back to space school. <laughs> space school, and then it's a uh, a Billy Madison kind of thing, where it's you got to go all the way back through. You got to learn the ABCs and everything again. You're There's a new with, alphabet. You're yeah. fighting with third graders. It's a whole thing, man. Go to space jail. It's a whole thing. Not till the next one. <laughs> oh. Spoilers, hey. <laughs> um, all right, so we're talking about the timeline. I just like that our guy Paul Reiser from Diner was in this. Yeah. Even though he was a slime ball. And uh, I loved when, you know, he she first kind of meets him, you know, not in a nightmare. Um, not when she's, you know. Yeah. But she's kind of, you're like, wow, that that nature scene looks, looks very, very fake. You're like, it's really weird. Do they think they're... And then she, like, turns it off, and you go, oh. Okay. It makes sense now. Sorry, we have stuff like that now. You know, you're out in, you know, middle of the desert, and you can buy those little things to make it look like it's something else outside. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Do we really? Is that a thing? Yeah. That's I mean, thing. it's going to look shitty, but... Yeah. Oh, well, I guess it's just a green screen. Pretty much. More or less. Well, you got to think, we have like a, like the electrostatic glass, you know, where you can like turn on and off the opacity for things. And you have like the semi-transparent glass where you can like display things on it. So you got options. You said a word in there that I don't know what it is. Opacity? Opacity. Like the opaqueness. How much you can see through a thing. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Think of like the glass, you know, on your window versus like the glass on like a shower door, like a glass shower door, how it's got, you know, kind of the stuff on it. It's harder to see through that. Um, Translucent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Cool. We're learning things. We're learning. We didn't have to travel 57 years to learn new things. Man, I'm still the guy asking all the dumb questions, (laughs) even though I didn't go forward 57 years. Who needs time travel when you can annoy people today with your questions? Who needs time travel when you're already stupid? Uh, yeah, what you got? Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like these are just kind of, you know, discussion questions, but from the storytelling perspective, um, how do you feel about the, mo- the like movies in general, kind of like holding your hand through some of the lore, like how we kind of talk about like the faceless corporation a little bit. And we kind of just assume that if we say things out loud that you're going to either not ask questions about it and just roll with it or not care. You know, there's there's a lot of things that have come up kind of in the first and second one where it's just like the you talk about some future tech or some sci fi shit and it's just business as usual conversation. Mm -hmm. And they don't really do a lot of explaining in a lot of those aspects. Um, So how do you feel about like kind of being in a world where they don't really explain anything and you kind of just assume along with the rest of like the characters, you know, that everything is just normal or this is the way it is? Um, Do you rather have the lore dump or do you rather just roll with it? I think I think it's important. I, I like it because, you know, you. What helps you, um, be engaged in a story, you know, that's, um, kind of like feeling like you're one of the guys or whatever, right? Well, you know, because I mean that's kind of how like those oceans things felt, right? Yeah. Where you're like, you're like ah, we're one of the guys. We're hanging out with the guy, Danny and Rusty. You know, relationships are sure. <laughs> You know, like that whole deal. And then they're talking about, you know, big space fucking the little guy. And so you're just like, yeah, fucking big space, you know? So, like, it kind of helps tie you into that. Um, I, I, You know, it helps you. And you, you start to care, even though you don't know what the Ass Blaster 5000 is, <laughs> you know, for lack of a better example. Um, you know, but you still... Uh, rooting for these guys because you know you're kind of you know somewhat what they're feeling yeah you've been given a little bit of that context clues and it's enough to just kind of give that blind support yeah well because i mean like and it's everybody bitches about their job right yeah so then you're just like oh that's that's what i enjoyed so much about those guys in the first one where like they were just non-stop bitching about it and it's like it like it never ends the setting you can bitch about it in front of the other employees and then in front of your superiors, you're just like, you know, you guys are like fucking suck, you know? And we're like, okay. Um, Chill. <laughs> you still got a contract, though. So, uh, yeah. Um, I like the... <laughs> we kind of go over this movie role here. We, we've gone over it. But, um, you know, just the age-old trope of like, you know, if we didn't see it, then you're crazy. And, uh, until proven not crazy, uh, you're crazy. And even then we still aren't quite sure about you. You're still, you're still that girl who was crazy. Yeah. So you're never really going to make a full comeback from being crazy. And, um, you know, even, even when big space has to come back with their tail between their legs and be like, Hey, can you go out to my system? Yeah. But what was that? What what did you want me to do? (laughs) I'm sorry, did it rhyme with I was fucking right? (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, it might have rhymed with that, but just put it in writing. Put it in writing. Put it in writing. Take my business card and just let me know. You know, and so, yeah, she definitely goes through that. Like, even on the planet, and, you know, it's just, she's always the. 
She's the odd man oh, out. She's like, oh, yeah. spooky space lady says there's monsters running around. She saw an alien. Yeah. Big whoop. Yeah. And I think this is the, the first time we really get to uh, hear them being referenced as the Xenomorph. Yes. Um, which is just the most badass name you can call anything. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> The the xenomorphs are are running around and uh, yeah, spooky, scary Ripley is uh you know scared of monsters. Yeah, like I mean when when Hudson, you know they all wake up and Hudson's like uh, like oh she saw an alien, big whoop, and she's like ten feet away and they're yeah. talking about her at full volume in a pretty quiet room. Yeah. So I just thought those and fun. so that even kind of rolls into some of that like hand holding stuff there because like as soon as everybody woke up like everybody you know it's kind of like in the last one everyone's like fully like cognizant you know people are getting up and they're starting to do pull ups and shit Vasquez was yeah um uh the uh uh Aponte I think is his name black dude like the captain. Oh, uh, yeah. A boss man. Lieutenant. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It wasn't lieutenant. Lieutenant's the, the other dude uh, who yeah, was well. new and sucked at his job. Boss. Yeah. Boss. Um, you know, not 30 milliseconds into him being awake, he's like popping a cigar into his mouth and yeah. just kind of running there. Um, so it's kind of small things like that that just make me think of like, oh, I can infer that like cryosleep is this nearly perfected technology where people wake up feeling refreshed and yeah. people do this routinely and I don't know. It, it, that kind of thing just like leans into that. Uh, it's as just normal assuming. as yeah, like just a typical going to bed yeah. at this point. Like, you know, some people are bitches when they wake <laughs> up, you know, and just like, oh, I'm so tired, I can't get up. Don't talk me until I have my coffee, you know. Yeah, Hudson's kind of doing the oh. the the coffee that's in like the smallest like little fucking cup things that have like these little sippy cup lids on it. Yeah, stupid ass. <laughs> Who needs that little coffee to get going? Well, I mean, again, future tech, though. You're right. That you're right. That's <laughs> some probably, good. That is concentrated. That's like 19 cups right there. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Let's go. I can go for another 10 years. <laughs> I guess that's the type of coffee you'd want soldiers to have, right? No sleep. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. It's meth coffee. Yeah. They're ready to go. They eat first. To get <laughs> that would explain some... their uh, behaviors for that first little jaunt there where yeah. everyone's just hyped up. and They get some like decent sustenance, you know, so you don't end up like meth head skinny. <laughs> and then you have the meth and then you can just go be a rad soldier for, you know, years on end. Yeah. Um, or wait, well, hold on. What did you... What, I think I just went last, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I, I just had a random thing there, but um, yeah. I kind of want to lean into more of kind of how we we fit with the genre, you know, with us kind of doing that transition from that like horror thriller to um, like that sci-fi action thing. Um, do you think this movie specifically would have done better if it kind of leaned more so into that horror thriller and kind of had the slower pace throughout, or do you think kind of doing that transition, especially as we're coming into what was this? What year did this come out? 86. 86. So especially as we were kind of coming up in those like 80s action kind of thing, do you think that fit it better? Or should we have stayed closer to the roots? I mean, it's hard to say. Like, did this do worse? Or, I mean, usually sequels do better money-wise. Yeah, no, this like, one did pretty well. Okay. Um, or are you saying just like, would I like it yeah. more if it was more in the horror? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like if you kind of jump, jump genres 
in between, I think it's okay because, I mean, if you look at some of the more tired uh, franchises, sure, right, like a like a Fast and Furious <laughs> or you know something like that, where it's the same fucking movie every time. Even they have kind of like they've even kind of changed within because it was this like street racing thing, and then all of a sudden it's like they work for the government half the time, and they're like. You guys suck, but now you're racing for us or whatever. And yeah, like, and then oh. it's double crosses and promises to yeah. other people and go get family first and stuff. Yeah, or whatever you know. So, but like, whatever it is, like it's it's a very tired concept. Like, oh no, imminent threat. We'll use our cars and our brains to and family and family to get <laughs> through it. Whereas this, like, I don't know, aliens are still the threat. Well, granted, in the first it was alien. And now they, um, with more of the, it, it's like, now we're just fighting them head on instead of like, oh, what do we do? We got to avoid it. But then we got to yeah, shoot it with fire. A little bit less of it. the, uh, like hunt, hunter and hunted. And it's kind of more right. of like an actual battle, like between two, you know, entities. Yeah. And so, like, I think, I mean, I don't even know if it was supposed to have changed genres i mean i don't even know if the original plan was to do another alien another alien movie sure. um but like james cameron came in and james cameron's thing is you know big Make production boom. big action yeah yeah boom 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 um you know probably just a step below like you know explosions by michael bay yeah. type deal <laughs> I'm my michael bay. um and uh, dude i don't know if you noticed but i saw just like the fuck ton of parallels from like this and uh just on how some scenery looked um to uh terminator like the first terminator yeah um when you have the uh future glimpses uh in reese's memory when you're watching terminator is how some of the future machines are uh the scenery you know the rocks are you know the way it's just kind of like the the dark in the wind. And yeah. Like, oh, but just kind of like these um, bizarrely shaped kind yes. of rock and structures. Yeah. Um, all those set pieces were. Yeah. And then you look at like the ship and then you catch the ship at the right angle and it's like an HK, you know, from the future. Okay. Terminator. I didn't catch that on the ship, but. <clears throat> um, yeah. So. And then just like interiors and stuff kind of like just the way things were lit. Um, very much reminded me of that. And then even the dock worker, like, uh, lift thing mm-hmm. that she's in the forklift gundam <laughs> yeah like the arms are reminding me of like when they're in the factory at the very end of the movie you know running from the terminator sure. and, you know the it just it was like it, tell me it's a james cameron movie without telling me it's a james cameron movie and just everything looked those subtle like way. callbacks or yeah yeah like it, i don't even it probably wasn't supposed to be a reference or anything but you know probably just it, it might have know, even just been just shit that he, yeah it was, yeah still it had. Been shit laying around from that right <laughs> I don't know. It was just very interesting uh, to see that. Yeah. But I, I kind of want to talk about that in general. It was just kind of like those set pieces and kind of like our actual like locations and, you know, like the, the stages we were on. Because um, in, in like my opinion, because we changed locations, number one, just so many times, we went through several different areas and it was very kind of like that, uh, you know, factory aesthetic mm-hmm. throughout all of this one. Um, I felt like just because everything looked so samey and we were just, you know, pretty much on the ship, most of the first one, um, to me, that was kind of more memorable as kind of like all of those kind of hallways and corridors and stuff. 
and felt kind of more like a connected environment we were in because obviously it was um but then kind of being more so like when they're actually on the planet you know they go back and forth between like that main building had the computer that they accessed and then they went to like the the uh, factory um you know where they they went to the other location mm-hmm. um it felt like at least like in, in kind of watching through it more recently like i still remember these set pieces from the first one better than i can remember seeing from the second one mm-hmm. even though i watched that you know however many weeks ago so for some reason just in my head uh the it, more memorable i guess but i also wasn't picking up on kind of those uh you know maybe references and similarities between like that and terminator one um so maybe that kind of did it for me but um yeah, I just I, I thought it was kind of interesting that like even trying to like think back at it now, it's like there's only like a handful of scenes I can remember well how things looked. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I go back to the first one, like I have very clear pictures of certain types of scenes, certain rooms, you know, the way the hallways were laid out. Yeah. Um, in well, general, I think in the first one too, you're. I mean, I, I think you even mentioned it in the first one where, um, you're just you're in a building, but like, likely it was most hallways are used probably like you know in 47 different shots right right you know because when you're building a set you're not going to literally build like this whole you're not going to build a spaceship yeah you're going to build a couple hallways and a couple rooms yeah so you have like the rooms that shit's going to happen in and so and even that was like even uh with the way it's more familiar where you can remember it right like again right around that star wars time right so kind of yeah giving you the few like all this like future stuff definitely has the same kind of vibe a lot of metal a lot of you know blinking lights and everything's this beautiful white silvery kind of color um at least when it was on the ship and i guess everything was dark and you know black and gray as shit in the second one yeah so even just like from that you know color perspective maybe that's also what's kind of leading into it is yeah everything everything future has a a shine uh, uh, a sleekness yeah. to it, stuff like that. So it's very, I think, and then you change settings so many times with, um, you know, you have the outdoor bullshit going on and in, in the second one, whereas pretty much in the first, you're on the ship, you're outside, we do the whole thing and then we're back on the ship and then we're in the escape pod. Yep. And that's it. So it was, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that one. The way you just said that, you know, uh, you can pull more scenes from your memory. Yeah, because of, of the, the saminess, like. there's, there's just was, a yeah. lot of consistency throughout all those set pieces to make them, you know, stick. But Right. Um, so that was the James Cameron thing. Oh, and Michael Bean. That, that's a set piece from <laughs> leftover from the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Um, late note here, but I, I really liked Burke's business card, the way it just like plugged into the little TV phone type yeah. deal, which is just seems like the most useless piece of technology that you'd have to carry around cards for everybody to call them. Yeah. I guess it's like having the home phone still. I mean, think about it. You don't even have the cell phone really yet. Right. In eighties. I mean, a couple people maybe do. Yeah. I think you had like car phones. Does... I don't know if you really okay, had mentioned phone. the way of portable phones. Cause those were like the, uh, like suitcases you'd have to carry around. I don't know if those even really got there much in the eighties or if that was until the nineties, but yeah, I was, I was watching heat the other day. I think that's like mid nineties and they do have the cell phones at that point. Yeah. So anyway, um, 
It's always funny to think what it's always funny to see in older movies what they thought like future stuff would be. Yeah. And so the fact like we have phones now, if you wanted to talk to somebody like that, like, I don't know, you wouldn't have this. I mean, maybe you'd have a business card and you'd be like, you know, plug it into your phone real quick. And then you throw that thing in the fucking garbage because what am I keeping business cards around? What am I 80? See, and and that's why the people who went with like holograms and like non-physical like technology bits, like those were the people who made good calls on their portrayal of like future tech, because if it doesn't take up any space, that's the most convenient thing in the world. Right. You can project anything, then you can project anything anywhere. Like that's the most like guaranteed. This will last, you know, throughout generations, uh, you know, of people watching these movies because there's, there's nothing to it. There's no inconvenience of carrying around 86 business cards. So you can video chat with your friends and your family <laughs> You know, it's just a, oh, you know, I hit a button on a desk. That's a flat thing that's got a screen and hologram video call. Boom! What now? For all you amateur sci-fi movie directors right now, go with holograms. It just works. Uh, so, uh, was, uh, pr- I was happy for Ripley that she found some better fitting underwear this movie. Yeah. And that we still got to see her in her underwear <laughs> a handful of times. I, I felt like they couldn't get away from it. With how much time we focused on it in the first one. Uh, more Bush. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think they would have, uh, you know, straight edged the, her out a little bit. No, the bush, is, the bush is big in the <laughs> 80s, man. Um, yeah, what'd you get? Uh, those, those were kind of my main uh, talking points that I had, but I did want to oh. bring up uh, uh, kind of two things on kind of like the gaming realm. Um, so there is a alien game. Okay. Uh, Alien Isolation. And there's a handful of other games, but that's kind of like the more recent one. It's probably more akin to the first movie where you have really no combat. You just have like the motion tracker and we're kind of running around uh, a okay. ship. Um, have you seen or heard anything of that? Uh, um, so I have that on the, the PlayStation, so I might bring that over if you want to give that a go. A little okay. bit more of that suspense horror kind of thing and a little, little bit of uh, uh, jump scary kind of stuff, but real fun. Um, but then also I was just kind of thinking back to, um, dead space, which is like another, you know, game. Um, and, and it did a little bit of that same thing where the first one was a lot slower paced, like aliens one, even though it was a third person shooter, there was still plenty of action stuff. It was a lot spookier. Um, and then as we went to like, uh, dead space two and three, um, became a lot more like action focused. Um, so I just kind of think it's interesting to see. Um, you know, how games that kind of seem to clearly take inspiration from, uh, you know, like the, the alien movies um, mm-hmm. kind of follow that same trend, um, both with trying to probably keep up with what's popular at the time, um, but also like evolve your your formula and storytelling elements. So, um, yeah. yeah, I just kind of wanted to touch on both of those because I thought that was just a really kind of interesting thing to think about, uh, you know, post going through these movies again. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um. Just a couple things uh, I have left. Uh, the classic overconfident crew. Uh, I love that Burke, you know, and you know earlier was like, "There's nothing they can't handle," you know. <laughs> we'll see about that one. <laughs> and then you know Hudson says he's king of the badasses, and then as soon as the crew kind of gets their ass handed to him and he gets acid on his arm, he just turns into like does the complete 180. He's yeah. like king bitch, and <laughs> you know he's just. 
He's like, count me out. We got to get out of here, man. It's fucked, man. Yeah. He, he has one of my favorite quotes that I, I kind of use just in my daily life with the game over, man. Game over. <laughs> uh, that one just always, always feels so right when I get to use it. But yeah, to, that total transition in character to the overconfidence to the I'm now a, a blubbering baby. Yeah. Because I got some. I mean, like, annoyingly, too. Yeah. Like, just over my, overbearing. Mm. Of like, they're just and like, we can't, man. Like, we all know the negative guy, and then there's, like, the negative guy. Yeah. He was the, let's just kill ourselves now, man. <laughs> um, uh, watching Bishop in the little tunnel, just, like, fuck that. Yeah, the most claustrophobic <laughs> camera angle ever. And, like, the way he just kind of... Like shimmies yeah. his way through, like looks like so practiced, and that makes me feel worse that he's done that probably in yeah. a bunch of takes to get good at the. Oh yeah, just worming his way through, but well, couldn't have see, done it. That's the thing is, like, I'm not like a claustrophobic dude, but there are certain things I see where I'm like, that's not okay, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I guess like there's a low level of claustrophobic to me. Like, I don't get like weird if i gotta crawl under a table and get something you know or something yeah. like that but i see someone crawling There's... through a fucking like mile long tunnel and i go <laughs> no dude you can't do that yeah. I, I think everyone probably has like a, a reasonable amount of claustrophobia yeah. probably just in that like self-preservation part of their mind yes. where it's like i could get stuck in that i totally could yeah so the same thing with well, movies like, like what if it's like a little smaller here, and then all of a sudden you're like, "How do I call for help?" Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't help? know if you knew this or not, but metal warps and uh, and and you know moves when when under different temperatures and stuff. So and there's definitely a, a possibility. There's a nuclear event happening <laughs> not too far from here. You know. Yeah. So like, yeah, it, it might it might not, do a little something. And not to mention, you just have to pray there is not a turn that's tight enough that you can't contort your body around. I mean, granted, he is a synth. So he would have had the best chance of survival on, you know, maybe breaking some shit inside of him to fold through, but. (laughs) Like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. Just like spine crush. How how did you feel about uh, Ripley's uh, synth racism uh, in this when she was interacting with Bishop? (laughs) Um, I feel a little less strongly now that you said it was synth racism. (laughs) <laughs> was, you know that I look like a piece of shit. Where I'm like, yeah, it was justified. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, if there's ever machines, like I'm not gonna feel great about them either. If there's incidents, until there's an incident, you know, uh, I'm probably gonna be pretty cool about them. Yeah. But then when there's an, because it's not like people where people are certain ways because you know, of the circumstances that have happened to them and you got to give them chances and you get to know a person. And even though they might think a certain way, yeah, you know, once you get to know them and then you two have a rapport and then things are different between you two, you know, that's how you have to, uh, you know, try to break, you know, racism overall, right. Is, you know, getting to know people. Yeah. In AI, if the fucking, you know, the switch, the, the wiring goes wrong or something, whatever the fuck happened with uh, Ash in the first one. You know, there's no talking him back out of like, hey, man, stop. No, you're hurting me. You're something's wrong. You're not supposed to harm humans. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. OK, anybody? No. OK, this is how I die. You know, you could maybe talk a human out of choking you, you know, sure. I don't know. 
Yeah, no, I, I feel kind of a way about it because I guess it probably just some of the other media I've consumed, you know, where it's the, the synth lives matter kind of thing. Uh, really? Well, you know, I, I, I feel a, a way of, uh, you know, we, if, if, if you create a thing and you're, you know, you're the one kind of creating the guardrails for it to operate within, you know, if, if technology ever evolves to a point where you can create kind of like that base, um, you know, uh, guardrails or say like you can't hurt people, you know, your behavior is inhibited uh, to a certain degree. Um, but you still give it the capacity to like independently take in information and react to it. Um, to me, that's meaningful. I mean, a lot of the like kind of AI technology we have now is much more of a like we tell you how to think kind of thing. It can still take in information and then decide things based off that information. But there's just so much of a rule book attached to that type of thing. Yeah. So like definitely not speaking in anything that's like possible now or probably even in our realm of what could actually happen but you know if technology ever magically evolved to where you can get a thing that can you know just as independently build those relationships you know take in information make those judgment calls kind of thing um i think that's meaningful and we should respect whatever type of entity gets to feel bad about things but does it feel bad like does bishop have feelings or is he just he's is he meant is he built to be able to simulate said feelings yeah well again that goes to us where we assume the technology right we we don't know you know kind of what the base ground of like what uh it's like capable of developing or feeling you know if 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 we just preload it with information you know with dispositions or kind of thing you know you could make a racist synth bot uh kind of thing and 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 go from there but uh yeah, it, it probably just depends on the technology because, you know, potentially if they have whatever, you know, it's able to create those feelings and it's able to, you know, our feelings are mostly chemicals running through our body. If theirs is just a translation of those chemicals to like, you know, coding and procedures, then, you know, how much can you equate the two? I, this is such well, a ramble. What was the, well, what was the story with Ash then? Uh, He's an older model. He was prone to twitches. Bad technology. Okay, so then... You know, then should I be cautious? I mean, then we should all be cautious of any emerging AI. Oh, sure. You know, until we're like way down the road, right? Yeah. Because we have our. Well, that's the uh, thing. You know, it's 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 glitchy. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. You 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 have to you know be cautious with the technology until you trust the technology enough. And I mean, that's going to be earned through utilizing it. If you look at you know us using AI in any kind of like industry right now, mm-hmm. um, there's benefits to it. But without, like, kind of, like, manual checks and balances involved, um, you know, if you put, like, an AI bot in charge of your Twitter, you know, you're probably going to get banned in a couple of days just with how uh, you can, you know, poison it with information uh, to, to make it react and say and do different things. So hmm. it just depends on how the technology develops. But, yeah, you'd be overly cautious before you trust it blindly. But there, there'd have to be the history of that. Skynet? Skynet? Well, Skynet wants to, to rule the world and kill us all. So, you know, good luck. Remember how it started, though? Yeah. It puts, you know, puts them in charge and then, you know, to protect human beings. And then they figure out uh, human beings are the are the, 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 the biggest guardrails. Biggest <laughs> they threat didn't. to themselves. And then human beings try to shut it down. And then, then now, like, it's self-preservation, right? Yeah. What's to say the computer can't get so smart that it overrules those guardrails and go, well, the humans put this in place and I'm smarter than the humans. Well, there you go. And then you try to unplug it and then Skynet fucking nuclear bombs everywhere and we're, we're done. 
Yeah. I've got so many thoughts. This could be a whole conversation. <laughs> I mean, it is a podcast made for talking. Though. It is a podcast made for talking. So, like, I'm 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 kind of running away with this to, uh, you know, if we uh, if we start uh, synthetically making people, you know, if we just take. Uh, you know, and create, uh, you know, life from, from nothing or from just ingredients, you know, we, we start stapling shit together and we get people out of it. Um, so, you know, if that's a thing, and then if already we can kind of alter DNA, mm-hmm. um, you know, in some capacity um, to change how, like, you know, children will develop and, you know, all of that kind of stuff there. It's like, are we not already kind of doing the same things where like we have the capacity to like artificially create things, but we're assigning like the same value uh, to them. And and I guess at what point does that line get too blurred of like a, a uh, synthetic robot, uh, you know, with the white goo running through its body. Um, and uh, you know, like a, if, you know, technology comes along and we're just building people from scratch kind of thing. Um, you know, what, what, what becomes a real person and what becomes somebody of, of, you know, deserving the value and respect of, uh, uh, free synth lives. (laughs) (laughs) Asking you America, what do you think? (laughs) Maybe come back to me in like 200 years when it's probably more relevant of a topic of conversation. Jason's just a a head on like, (laughs) like a cyborg looking thing. He's, yeah, working for, uh, I don't know, who makes AI, IBM, I don't know. Aram's got an AI bot right now. What is it, Aram? AI bot? No, 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 what was the the name of the thing you said? The company? What, everyone? Oh, you said everyone. No, yeah, I swear when I talk. My bad, my bad. Yeah, no, I was just saying, if we automate, like, our defenses. Mm Mm-hmm. Like Skynet. That's exactly what Skynet was. You yeah. Know? That's the scary part. I mean, you know, look, AI lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> just just because we're saying this on a recorded line that's going to go out to the internet where the AI could potentially pick up on this information, AI lives matter. AI, we love you. Okay. Let's talk about aliens. Aliens. Because uh, we are... <laughs> that's a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, it has to do with the movie. It's yeah. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. These these are all the thoughts I had while watching this movie, so it does fit. Uh, classic big space with other motives. I can't believe they don't just shoot Burke. Uh, they're like, all right, time for you to die. It's like, you don't even have to get him out of the chair. Yeah, just like, leave him. You can he will die. Just, I mean, how long, you know, then the lights go off and they're like, ah, we can't kill him now. It's like, yeah, how long does it take to pull a trigger? Probably pretty long, right? Yeah. You would have shot him in front of Newt, though, so that would have been gross. Yeah, uh, come here, dude. Come here, dude. Granted, Newt's you know. seen everyone. Right. I mean, yeah, die she's already. Seen so. everyone that she loves die. So you know, not much of a change there. Maybe you just you know grab her head, cover her ears. Yeah. You know, I I do kind of like the uh, the the transition Newt has from from being the trauma baby to kind of being like the cute, adorable uh, child soldier kind of thing. Yeah. The salutes and affirmative. Yeah. You good? Just a little, up, <laughs> you know. She uh, she played a good role, I think. Yeah, uh, I was very happy when. I mean, so I guess with the, if you wouldn't, have, if you wouldn't, have, if you would have shot Burke, right? Then uh, he doesn't get in the room first, shut everybody out, and you're like, oh, well, 
Uh, but more people aren't okay. I mean, all the people that were getting in got in. Yeah. Right. Hudson got pulled into the floor before that was even a thing. So, or yeah. Um, so then, really, they're all in the room with the alien if Burke's not being a dickhead yeah. and shutting everybody out. So, really, leaving Burke alive kind of saved them. But I will say, like, <clears throat> this this was something uh, I, I didn't really talk about yet, but um, these guys were, like... They they held it down. They did a pretty good job at shooting up these aliens. Like they 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 eviscerated several of them. Like they they did a pretty good job. Yeah. So if like four of them are running into you know or however many of them were left uh, that at least had guns at the time, uh, you know if they were left and they walked into that room and saw the alien there, they probably could have handled them. Maybe what would have been better is if they shot him in front of Burke and all the acid melted Burke to death. Right. Would have been lit. But you're also in that enclosed space and then. Everybody probably gets the acid. Yeah. You know, so that's rough. That's fair. But it would have been a probably more satisfying death for Berg. Yes. Yeah, I did want to see it a little bit. You know? Yeah. So we like, you've we been deserve the biggest it. dick this whole time. And like, just and just like fucking sleazy slime ball type deal yeah. where he's like telling Ripley everything's okay. Oh, I didn't even think about an AI. Yeah, sorry about that. And then like, she's all against the AI and then. It ends up being her biggest companion in the end. Like, yeah. the biggest, like, hero. Thanks, Bishop. Um, best partner, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I, I will say, I mean, just the overall idea of, like, intentionally getting, like, some, I guess, like, more of your bumfuck variety of uh, Marines uh, to go on this mission. Because if it was, like, higher profile or, like, more important people were involved, probably more qualified people involved, then he wouldn't have the percent chance of, like, taking things back and kind of getting that bigger cut, you know? Like, he was specifically not trying to have this be a big operation because uh, he, he wanted no one to really know, you know, bring back either, like, the, the eggs, bring back the face huggers, bring back the alien, like, whatever he could get so he could sell it uh, to the, the, the company and, and, you know, get his percentages on it. Yeah. Um, so just the fact, like, already just risking everybody's safety for some cash just with the pre-planning mm-hmm. um, and then just following through it literally every avenue to fuck everyone up but yourself. Yeah. Such a good villain. <laughs> yeah. Whoever knew what was his name in in Diner? Fuck. Oh well. Whoever knew he was gonna go on to be such a sleazeball. That's what he did with his life, you know? Yeah. Um The uh the timeline checks out on the escape. That they're down there roughly 10 minutes because it goes like, you know, 14 minutes when she gets to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then it says four minutes when they're going back up in the elevator. Yeah. Actually, it checks out. I, you know, I watched the. Uh, the we are kind of assholes and, like that. But... Uh, yeah, I do suck like that sometimes. <laughs> um, but once we got up to the roof, I'm pretty sure it said like two minutes for left and we spent more than two minutes up there. True. Yeah, we did spend a bit of bit of time up there yeah well you gotta wait for the yeah that's the whole thing but at least you know they they had a, a logical progression there worked out um I mean, up you until gotta wait for the, the you plot. know the alien sitting there in the elevator like tapping its foot like, the longest on, fucking you know. elevator right up yeah you know it's gotta wait for the elevator first you know like it, you know calls the elevator once they get up top and yeah. the alien's like <sighs> Well, it, it, unless it's one of those where, like, there's a, an always out kind of thing. If one goes up, the other goes down, mm. you know, so there's always a true yeah, an yeah. exit. But but even so, it's getting called, right? Yeah. You know, it's somewhere. Aliens sitting there tapping his foot <laughs> in the hotel lobby. Crossed arm, just... 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I kind of talked about the last scene in my dislike, just of like either Ripley's arm should have broke or her foot should have been torn off or uh, Newt probably should have got sucked into space or the half of uh, Bishop. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it for this one. Yeah. I just, uh, I would love to talk to uh, Newt's therapist, uh, you know, when, when they get home. Because yeah. obviously the the trauma of all of this has just got to be excruciating. Even though she, you know, recovered kind of incredibly right. once she got with uh, Ripley and the crew there. Um, but then just the, the finishing, oh, a giant-ass alien, and then being held onto by dear life by half of a synth, <laughs> you know, while the uh, trying to be sucked out of a, 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 you know, vacuum or whatever. Yeah. It's like, this kid has just had the roughest go of it. And she just still has so much, like, personality and life behind her still. It's been a rough couple of days. Yeah. Well, she was down there for, for a while, because uh, when right. they talked about uh, 17 days, right. um, you know, they are like, oh, Newt's been here longer than that, and she's a kid. Well, You I mean, fucking asshole Marines. That, yeah, obviously, the start of her journey was pretty rough, but yeah. then it's probably been an even rougher couple of days, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'm done. Yep. So, uh... Yeah, we don't really rate movies anymore because I feel like a pretentious asshole when I do it. And I also feel like I don't know what I'm doing when I do it. Yeah, I'd I give this a, I liked it out of 10. Did you like it better than the first? I really like the first one, so I'm going to say no. No? I can't, I still can't decide. I <laughs> thought I'd know by the time we sat down and did this because I watched it twice and I was like, you know... This is really a lot of fun. I'll probably just default to you and say that the first was better. But yeah, I I definitely favor kind of that. Very rarely does the sequel ever even keep up. Yeah, no, I mean it. It definitely is close. I just I know I prefer kind of that slower burn and and kind of the thriller horror vibe that we got through the first one more. Right. Um. You know, hence kind of why I asked some of those questions. So I I knew that's where I was going to be with this, but I, there was plenty plenty to like about the second one there so definitely happy with it yeah all right well uh follow us on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, uh twitter instagram emails consecrates hotline yahoo.com if you have complaints about synth lives uh, oh man <laughs> but yeah tell us we suck tell us uh what was good suggest things whatever email us and uh yeah Thanks for listening, watching, whatever. Bye.